Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good day, good friends, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bill Press Pod. Well, here we go again, another political week dominated by news about Donald Trump. At some point this week, Trump will surrender to police authorities in Atlanta, arrested, booked, fingerprinted, and mugshot taken for the latest batch of crimes he's been charged with. But one place he will not show up, in Minneapolis, for the first Republican primary debate, because Trump says he's so far ahead in the polls, there's no need for him to share the stage with a bunch of losers. You know what? He may be right. The latest poll out of Iowa shows him 23 points ahead of Ron DeSantis, his closest challenger, with all the rest of the field down in single digits. Now, November 2024 is, yeah, still a long way away, but it does make you wonder, is there any way that Donald Trump will not be the Republican nominee for president in 2024? Can anybody really beat him in the primary? Among those watching all of this closely and adding his own acerbic comments is Washington Post columnist Dana Milbank, who joins us today to try to make some sense of it all if possible. Dana Milbank, it's been a little while, so welcome back to the Bill Press Pod. Thanks, Bill. It is a high honor to be with you. <laughs> Indeed. So I don't know whether I should believe that, which leads me to my first question. I'm sure you've seen this latest poll. I'm trying to figure out with you, Dana, maybe you can help make some sense of this whole political turmoil or well, if you're, Bill, if you're today. counting on that from me, it's going to be a very short podcast. <laughs> well, this is the one that really stumped me in terms of belief. Uh, CBS just released this poll of a poll of people who say they're going to vote for Donald Trump. And they ask him, OK, who do you believe? When people talk to you, who do you believe is telling you the truth? How about your pastor? 42 percent said their pastor. How about conservative media like Fox? 56 percent said they believe conservative media friends, your friends, your family, eh, 63% they would believe <laughs> their wife or their husband or, brothers or their kids. But 71% they would believe Donald Trump over all the rest. Uh, <laughs> do you find that troubling? No, not at all, Bill. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, no. uh, you know you're going to believe uh, Trump or your own lying eyes. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't think it's it's surprising if if we're talking about Trump voters. So these are people who are you know uh, identifying that way or highly motivated. When somebody comes at them with an opinion poll, it's a circle the wagons uh, mm. reflex. It's, mm -hmm. You know, uh, and 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 if they know it's a news media poll, well, all all the better. They can own the libs by saying they're twice as likely to believe Trump as they are their own uh, pastor and <laughs> more likely uh, than their spouse. The question is, do they actually think that way? I, I suspect uh, that most of them do not. Uh, a certain portion of them do. But I think it's sort of a political statement in the same way, 
you know, when you're asked, you know, how do you feel about the economy right now? If you're a Republican, you say it's terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. it's, you know, so objectively, the economy is not terrible. <laughs> Right, right now, it, it's yeah. rather good now that uh, uh, inflation has gone down. So, you know, by all measures, now that's not to say there aren't people uh, suffering and, and having difficulty, but, you know, by all the measures, uh, you know, you would expect a different result on the direction of the country, uh, that sort of thing. But you don't get it. And I think that's, I think opinion polls have followed everything else. It's just sort of a reflexive tribal uh, response rather than somebody saying how they actually feel. But, you know, and this is the man, let us remind all of our listeners, uh, your own Washington Post, Dana, added up during the four years he was president, right, 30,573 lies that he told as president. I, well, first of all, I like that you say it's my own Washington Post, like I'm Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, yes, my my own Washington Post. And that is true, but even that is further confirmation that the press is out to get him. It's not proof mm. that he's a liar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it confirms the belief that uh, that they're out to get him. And we sort of lost in the press, we've lost the ability to offer that sort of a corrective, because the, to the extent you point out that what he's saying is uh, BS, it only confirms that you are uh, you, you have a bias against the guy uh, yeah. so yeah I mean we don't you know we can't use the old uh, you know those gauzy old um, prisms of you know a fact and fiction it just doesn't it's, it's just like not on that it's on a totally different axis the fact that so many say they believe Donald Trump over their religious leaders over <laughs> there it, it it kind of adds weight to the uh, religious cult <laughs> theory, right? That that's what we're dealing with when it comes to Donald Trump supporters. It is cult cult-like, isn't it? That's right. And, and remember that when, you know, if we're talking about the universe of Donald Trump supporters, a large number of them, I don't uh, have the, fa- you know, the, the statistics right in front of me, but uh, a, a plurality, if not a majority, are white evangelical Protestants. Right. Um, so, I, you know, they're, they're, that's saying something. These are not, uh, you know, these are uh, churchgoers. Uh, these are evangelical churchgoers. Um, so it sort of shows what has happened uh, to that segment. And it is, you know, in one sense, it's one of the enduring mysteries how uh, uh, that uh, has happened to this, uh, this segment uh, of our country. Uh, but, you know, in, in other sense, it's not a mystery because of the politicization uh, of the churches and they have become uh, the, these, uh, you know, large, these mega churches, evangelical churches have become, uh, political organs, mm-hmm. uh, defined, uh, more by, uh, you know, partisan politics, uh, than anything else. And that's, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a bigger story than Donald Trump. Even. Right. Absolutely. Uh, our last podcast with, uh, Dr. Russell Moore, who's mm-hmm. a leading former leading member of the Southern Baptist conference or convention, right. Who, who left that branch of the church just because um, he got so much grief when he refused to support Donald Trump. And, uh, right. And, he's, and, and to, to, to uh, talk about traditional uh, uh, values, morality, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's really an extraordinary pivot. Um, you know, it's now, uh, now we're okay with uh, uh, Stormy Daniels. Well, <laughs> so whatever it is, it seems to be working for Donald Trump also out um, as we speak, a new poll from the Des Moines Register, pollster uh, Ann Seltzer, who's considered the most reliable uh, source of polling information in Iowa, showing Donald Trump at 42 percent 
23 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. Uh, he comes in at 19. All the rest are down in single digits. What's your read on the on the situation right now? Do you think there's any way that anybody can stop him in in Iowa? I mean, my main read of that was Ron DeSantis did that well. <laughs> I mean, geez, could you imagine like a, a worse sort of? I mean, first of all, the you know the difficulties, uh, you know, managing his campaign, the overspending, uh, his super PAC posting his debate uh, strategy uh, online, these terrible, murderous stories about just how awkward he is. Uh, on the campaign trail, it just you know, substantively and stylistically, it's been a disaster. So I, I it, it is, a, I guess, a little surprising that he's even holding on to a, a, a clear second place. You know, uh, you and I, Bill, uh, know better than to make predictions in in this era because uh, they're they just everything everything that we know about politics and conventional politics doesn't uh, apply. But just standing where we're standing right now, I don't see how. Uh, uh, Republicans, the never Trump or just the would prefer not Trump Republicans come up with an alternative. They seem to be making the same exact mistake uh, that they made in uh, 2016. There's no uh, consensus alternative. Uh, and in the absence of that consensus alternative, uh, he's going to be able to mow them down uh, mm-hmm. one at a time to the extent right. they, to the extent they rise up at all. I think he's pretty well mowed down uh, DeSantis already. So it's not even clear what the next uh, viable option is. <laughs> right. Uh, and I saw that uh, Governor Sununu of New Hampshire, not a Trump supporter, uh, says, well, here's the way we can beat Donald Trump is uh, we all have to get behind one other one alternative candidate. But right. uh, if you said, okay, to the, all the rest, raise your hands, those willing to drop out. <laughs> yes. I, I, that, not, that's exactly, not many hands would go right, up. And that's exactly what it was if it were, uh, you know, just like last time, it were it Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz, uh, you know, the, uh, not – not one of them ever had a clear shot uh, at Donald Trump. It looked like we might be having that, you know, clash of the titans with uh, DeSantis, but he turned out not to be uh, a titan at all. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. Uh, in, I, I, yes, of course, this the advice Sununu is given is obvious and it's correct, um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see anybody doing uh, collective action, you know, for the collective good here. Right. Uh, that, that's another thing. Along with the truth, we seem to have lost the collective good. <laughs> yeah. What well, What is that? So, um, you and I have been, as you pointed out, we've been following this political scene, uh, been around for a long time, um, and we remember when character mattered. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, that was a big big mantra, right, of the conservatives, particularly during the Clinton years, character matters. Um, I want to ask you if character matters anymore, and if you'll indulge me, Keith Boykin, you know, commentator, he does a lot of work for the uh, Bulwark. Mm-hmm. He put out a little list this week of this is what we know, uh, this is what Donald Trump offers, okay, and I just want to read this list and then ask you that question if character matters. According to Boykin, um, what we know about Donald Trump is 91 criminal charges, 26 sexual assault allegations, six bankruptcies, five draft deferments, four indictments, two impeachments, one convicted company, one fake university shutdown, one fake charity shutdown, a $25 million fraud settlement, 
a $5 million sexual abuse verdict, and a $2 million charity abuse judgment. Dana, does character matter? <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, you know, you, you could you could add some other things to that, you know. Exactly, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, 80, 90 million uh, uh, voters. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think character matters in some circles. Um, I don't, I think what we've lost is any sense of uh, shame. Uh, so, uh, you know, all things being equal, yes, I suppose they would prefer the guy, uh, who doesn't have 90 odd, uh, uh, charges against him in, in, you know, four separate, uh, arraignments. Um, but I, I, I think what it, it, uh, yeah, so, you know, so all things being equal, they, the, the people might still, uh, give some weight to character, uh, in the sense you might give to, uh, uh, good looks or, uh, a, a good resume, but I, we really have lost that, uh, uh, the sense of shame. Uh, and it's, you know, as, as with all other things, it's because, uh, you know, partisanship rises above all. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump can say they're out to get me, and of course it's not just him. It's you know whoever else finds yep. uh, himself, usually to himself, in scandal now can merely uh, say that uh, uh, you know it's the corrupt media, uh, it's the corrupt FBI, uh, uh, whatever else it is. So you can just turn it into uh, uh, into partisanship. So I, yeah, I, I mean largely because we've lost our sense of. Uh, shame that you know character it's a nice sort of an artifact you know like in the mm. poll you cited people still generally do believe their family members <laughs> and their uh, spouse but you know not necessarily as much as uh, as right. donald trump and, and there was a time again not so long ago when if someone were even for, for example had a dui right or mm. were even accused of not found guilty of a sexual assault they'd be they wouldn't even be considered as a possible candidate for any office. It doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat, right? They would say, oh, oh, oh no, can't go with him, right? Sure. I mean, I remember George W. and, the, and Dan Rather and, the, you know, the, the, the Vietnam oh. story. Oh, man, that was huge. And, uh, uh, you know, John Kerry uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I, we should, I should add that I think this still does matter if you're a Democrat. There's still such a thing as scandal. Uh, it doesn't seem to work, you know, uh, both <laughs> ways. I mean, you know, ask uh, Al Franken. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's, it's not universal. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, but, but we, we have any of the things that had brought down, uh, uh, previous presidential candidates, uh, certainly don't apply, uh, in this, in, in this Republican race. Or almost candidates for, uh, for any office. So, uh, this week is the first, believe it or not, I can't, it's still hard for me to believe that it's only August, 2023, and yet we're going to have the first primary debate for the Republican Party on Wednesday evening in Minneapolis, and Donald Trump says he's not going to show up. Um, he Does anybody care, I guess? And, <laughs> and maybe we'd have to admit he's making the right decision? 
Well, you know, because of the reasons we were just uh, talking about, the idea that if one person can emerge as the anti-Trump, the guy uh, yeah. who can rally all those forces, but uh, they'll all be debuting for the part, but they're they're taking uh, shots at him in absentia. Uh, I mean, you know, given that he's got this commanding lead, I can certainly see uh, why he would do that. The, you know, the decision to uh, uh, hang out online with Tucker Carlson, a little uh, less uh, understandable. I think there may have been better choices there. You know, the, the, we've seen this over and over again with, you know, once somebody uh, loses their Fox News platform, it's not the same. It wasn't the same for uh, uh, Glenn Beck earlier. And I and, or you know, Bill O'Reilly, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And yeah. it's I mean, it's it's the it's the organization. Uh, it's not the uh, personality because, of course, they're interchangeable. You can now you can get Greg Gutfield or whatever to say the same outrageous things. It's not hard to do that sort of thing. Uh, so I think it's a mistake to think that uh, Tucker Carlson uh, is at all relevant now. But uh, uh, but yeah, I I mean, there's a there's something to be said for uh, uh, letting the um, Lilliputians have their uh, <laughs> each have their 30 seconds to squawk on this yeah. on the stage. I mean, I almost hate to admit it, but I think if I were Donald Trump, I wouldn't show up either. Right. Uh, uh -huh. You know. Yes, and and Bill, the similarities between you and Donald Trump, are, <laughs> they're undeniable. So, uh, I think except for the hair color. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Um, we didn't talk ahead of this interview, uh, so I'm not trying to blindside you, but I don't know whether you've had a chance to read any of the articles in the last couple of days about um, the discussion about the Fourteenth Amendment. So, uh, you know, there are two very conservative legal profess uh, law professors. And then Lawrence Tribe and Judge Michael Lutick, Lutick in, yeah. the, in the Atlantic, both of whom have said that we're all chasing the wrong rabbit here, that we shouldn't mm -hmm. even be talking about whether Donald Trump can win the primary in Iowa or win the nomination or win the election because he ain't qualified to be president mm -hmm. according to the 14th Amendment. Pretty strong argument, Dana. Well, I, I'm certainly not going to sit here and, and you know, uh, have a legal argument with uh, Ludig and Tribe. You go, <laughs> They've right. got some more, uh, more credentials there uh, than I do. It's just the reason, I, and I'm I, so I have no doubt that what they're saying is a is a, a profound and correct legal argument. But then we come to okay, so what's the practical uh, effect of this, and you know, who is the ultimate uh, arbiter uh, of? Uh, uh, of whether Donald Trump is eligible to serve. Well, I, suppo I suppose that uh, uh, according to what they've uh, laid out, it, it, you know, there's a challenge on either side. It makes its way up through the court, and then it lands at the uh, at the desk uh, at the uh -oh. at the gilded desk of Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I so I, I think okay, that's interesting, but what's the the, the practical uh, effect of that? So right. uh, you know, I just don't see anybody uh, but the voters uh, telling Donald Trump that he cannot uh, return for four more years of of trashing the White House. Now, I do expect the voters will tell Donald Trump that he cannot return for four more years, but I just don't see uh, uh, the Supreme Court telling him that. You you do not believe that Donald Trump can win re-election working. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, I thought I heard you say. I thought I heard you say. Um, that. I, I uh, you know, 
as a, as a guy who had to eat his uh, an entire newspaper column, you know, <laughs> ground up into uh, uh, tacos and, and fillet of fish, uh, I am not going to get out there uh, and you know say this is you know what you know this is what is going to happen in the future. But so so let me and if I did say that, let me qualify and say standing where we are now today, yeah, I, yes, it it definitely looks like you know Trump has not expanded uh, his base at all, and there's a whole lot of people, like, you know, 53% who would say under no circumstance would they vote for Donald Trump. So when you look at that, you would say, yeah, that's um, that's not going to happen. But I don't know what's going to happen between now and uh, next November. You know, is is uh, is the president of the United States going to have a stroke or something? I mean, I just, you know, it's not impossible. Right. Um, so how do we, uh, uh, you know, you can't really handicap it that way. But I'm saying given the the, the facts at hand right now, you would say that there it, it, there's not a an obvious path if we were having this vote now. All right. We accept that. And by the way, I can't predict uh, everything is going to happen between now and next November either. So, <laughs> so that's true. Least... Between now and Thursday morning, I think you're going to have a tough time. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Dana, let's take a quick break. A couple of other uh, uh, things that are going on here in the political season today uh, I want to ask you about. Uh, we'll be right back after a quick break here on the Bill Press Pod. Well, what do you know? It's uh, not even September yet, but um, for a lot of families, uh, our family, kids are back in school already in August. So it's a good time to say a big thank you to America's teachers, the American Federation teachers, the AFT, uh, the biggest of all the labor teacher unions in the country. Under the leadership of President Randy Weingarten, they uh, cover every branch of education, every level of education from preschool, K through 12, and higher education as well, doing the Lord's work in the classroom every day. We salute America's teachers, thank them for uh, all the great job that they do, and thank them particularly for their longtime support of the Bill Press Pod, the AFT.org, AFT.org. Find out more about the great work of the American Federation of Teachers. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Back with today's podcast, uh, glad to have with us Washington Post columnist and good longtime friend Dana Milbank. Dana, welcome back. So, thank you, sir. Uh, I was amused by, and I think you were amused by one of your recent columns uh, that uh, it's interesting now, all around the country while Congress is on break, members of Congress are showing up to cut ribbons for new plants, for new bridges, yes. for new highways. 
Um, <laughs> what did you find very funny about that? Well, I, I mean, uh, of course, there, uh, that that's a time-honored tradition. But in this particular case, you've got some of the guys doing it are, um, uh, you know, like uh, Tuberville and Cornyn, uh, a couple of the other senators uh, that I found, who are actually going to celebrate money coming to their states um, through the uh, infrastructure law or uh, the Inflation Reduction Act uh, that they voted against, <laughs> um, that they were adamant in, in saying sh- uh, funds should not be uh, handed out for the, uh, just such a thing. So, um, you know, I, I think that's uh, delightful uh, and delicious when they turn around. You know, in John Cornyn's case, they actually had him, uh, you know, a photo of him uh weirdly wearing goggles inside a Tesla truck prototype. I don't know why he needed the eye protection in there. Did they, you know, was something about to pop out of the, the steering column at him? But uh, so he's there and actually celebrating the money that's coming to Texas for electric vehicles. And Tesla uh, actually said the reason they've been uh, expanding, particularly expanding in the United States, is because of Joe Biden's <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the actual reason in this case of why that money is coming to Texas is something that Cornyn was determined that uh, should not be coming uh, to Texas. And it's the same with the infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, like I don't have those uh, exact numbers in front of me uh, either. But in fact, a good percentage, a big percentage of the infrastructure and the CHIPS Act or whatever else it is, uh, have gone to red states, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. And it's the same thing with the uh, broadband. I mean, you know, so, right. so exactly. much of this is for rural uh, broadband. And, you know, so you do have uh, um, uh, and that's what, uh, in fact, uh, Tuberville's office, after I wrote this, they uh, complained. And of course, they call him coach, not uh, senator. <laughs> the coach is the one who's uh, <laughs> preventing the Joint Chiefs of Staff from uh, convening. But uh, uh, yeah, so they said, well, he's he's very happy that Alabama uh, got its share of that uh, mm-hmm. of that money, um, but he was very opposed to the money going out <laughs> in the first, the first place. Part. All well, right, I, coach, if that's if that's going to be your line, I mean, it <laughs> would just seem that if you were really so uh, 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 determined not to have that uh, uh, those funds go out, you really shouldn't be out there celebrating it. Well, as you said earlier, um, no shame anymore, right? <laughs> uh, they. Uh, Vote against it and then take credit for it when when it yeah, arrives. And not and just vote against it; talked about it as socialism and uh, you know destructive of the country. Except right. except when my constituents get the money. So in the meantime, um, you know, of all the problems facing the country, uh, Republicans and you've also written about this, Dana. Republicans and House have decided their number one priority is to impeach Joe Biden. I think oh. so. I mean, it's it's kind of neck and neck. What, so I want to be fair. I think. Oh, okay. I mean, they also want to shut down the government uh, uh, on true. September thirtieth yeah. or or soon thereafter. So it's it's kind of neck and neck. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I think the shutdown come first. Um, yeah. So what for is the question? Uh, the the allegation has been made by Comer and many others of bribery, um, but they they some it's sort of delightful that they also acknowledge that they 
don't have direct evidence of, of bribery, yeah. um, uh, certainly by Biden or for that matter, by anybody else. Um, but they just think it kind of looks bad so that uh, they're, you know, they're hoping to you know, make the case. And in fact, now. Uh, you know, Comer in his latest memos is essentially saying, well, we don't have to have direct evidence of bribery to impeach the president for um, receiving a bribe. Uh, so, you know, look, if that's your standard, why not impeach him? You right. We just, just have, think- your, have your vote and just say, I, as heck, you could say he's a psycho killer you know, if you don't need evidence. Yeah, we just think that he did. Right. And and meantime, uh, it's kind of a tricky position for Kevin McCarthy, who did say publicly uh, I'm paraphrasing, right? That uh, he doesn't think the people want to go through an impeachment process again. Well, he did say that, but uh, of course, if he gets uh, crosswise with the House Freedom Caucus, he's in big trouble. So he's trying to slow walk it, essentially, with uh, an uh, what is it? I think it's called an impeachment investigation before it's called an inquiry, mm-hmm. uh, as if this has uh, some sort of a, a distinction. And of course, you know, they've also you know, there's you know, calls to. Uh, impeach uh, Garland, impeach uh, Ray, uh, impeach uh, Mayorkas, uh, impeach the U.S. Attorney in D.C. Uh, so it's you know it's very very crowded on the uh, impeachment docket uh, uh, right now. So um, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, you know so I, I think he's going to try to hold this off. Uh, as long as he can, I, and it is, and it is true that you know there's only so much time left this year, and if you do right. need to shut the government down, you may run out of time. But I suppose you could have your impeachment inquiry while the government is shut down, and everybody can pay attention to you. It's up to Kevin McCarthy, I guess. Uh, and finally, uh, you mentioned earlier, and I would agree, the economy. Uh, yeah, there's some bumps still out there, but basically, the economy is is in a very strong position today. Uh, whether you call it by dynamics. Bidenomics, rather, or or whatever you call it, why isn't Joe Biden getting any credit at all? Is well, just Bidenomics you know, not selling? Is it the wrong no, term? I, I just I, well, that, that that it's a ludicrous term, but I I, I think it's it, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. You, you know, uh, uh, every question that's asked in a poll now is you know right direction, wrong direction. How do you feel about the economy? It's all seen. Uh, it's entirely uh, this partisan lens right now. So, uh, and you see it. You know, the right direction, wrong direction. You know, half the country just switches sides as soon as there's an election. So. It's not actually uh, uh, based on that. So, uh, you know, look, he'll, um, a president will get blamed on election day uh, if the economy is going poorly. Not to the extent it did during, uh, you know, it's the economy stupid days. I think it's it's much more likely to be, you know, uh, it's the uh, white nationalism stupid. Uh, but, you know, of course it's there. And of course, if, the, if there's less to complain about in the economy, that will benefit uh, Biden, even if people don't say, oh, well, it's specifically because of this provision in the Inflation Reduction Act. Nobody's ever going to know that. Uh, they're just going to know whether, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, people around them have jobs and there are, 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 are prospects for them. So I think, you know, one way or the other, the incumbent will get credit if the economy looks good, you know, a year from now. Okay. Dana Milbeck, awfully good to catch up with you after so long. Thank you for uh, joining us and thanks for all your good work. And uh, of course, we advise everybody to check out the Washington Post uh, for Dana. 
any particular day your column shows up? I should know that. But yeah, so I'm doing a weekly column that should it posts Friday morning. Then Friday it's morning. Uh, also in the in the Sunday uh, print edition. A little less often during uh, congressional recess. I'm going out and exploring nature in a semi-successful effort to retain my sanity. Uh, so I've been I've been I'm mixing it up with the the politics that way to to, to try. I, I wouldn't say I've achieved sanity, but. Uh, I, I applaud you for your effort. And if it works, let me know and I'll try it too. <laughs> right. You gra- grab, a, grab a shovel and be there alongside. Dana, thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Bill. My pleasure. And that's it for today's podcast with uh, Dana Milbank, a great columnist for the Washington Post. Uh, check him out at WashingtonPost.com, brother. Uh, and that's it for us today, but we'll be back on Friday with uh, probably your favorite part of the Bill Press Pod, and that is our weekly reporters roundtable. Man, there'll be a lot to talk about this week. The big debate on Wednesday night, Donald Trump's booking in Atlanta whenever that happens. Can't wait to see that mugshot. Uh, Joe Biden in Maui uh, announcing some new help for that uh, state if that horrific fire uh, wiped through uh, Maui. That and a whole lot more to cover on Friday with our Reporters Roundtable. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again on Friday for the next edition of the Bill Press Pod.